Hello, and welcome to the Anchor Bible Study Podcast, a ministry of Rock Harbor Church. We want to help guide and grow you in your walk with the Lord by providing an in-depth study of God's Word with our Wednesday evening Bible studies here in this podcast. So please grab your Bibles and let's set a course for spiritual maturity. Here's Pastor Brandon with this week's lesson. Here's my question for you. If you hear it, he makes these impassioned pleas to the United States to get involved in what's going on over there, okay? He's making a plea from the background of the globalists, okay? He's making a plea from the people like George Soros and the World Economic Forum and the the people that are actually have trained him. So he's now making a plea for the United States to get involved in over there, okay? So you tell me, if he gives an impassioned plea to our Congress and they want to draw us into that conflict, what do you think the globalists are up to? Any idea? Because, I mean, again, these guys, Zelensky graduated from Klaus Schwab's Young Global Leadership School. He's officially on board in globalism. But why do the globalists, okay, so, so again, I want you to think, why are the globalists wanting us to engage and go into World War III with Russia? What's that? Yeah, Putin is not a globalist. They want to knock him out because he stands in their way of that, right? But why why involve us? We don't want to... I, be- I believe they're trying to get us to uh, get into this conflict so they can bankrupt America completely. Yeah, thank you. You got it. You got it. And so what you have to understand, there's a motivation. And guess on all of our liberal leftist sides who wants to do this. All of a sudden, it's not the neocons wanting to do this, even though they probably would, but it's the it's the, the left are chomping at the bit on stuff. Because again, the left is in league with the globalists. So as Alfonso mentioned, you drag America into this. We What did we give? $13 billion now in aid? the Ukrainians, food and stuff like that, supplies. But our economy right now is teeter-tottering on, like, blowing up. And they want to pull us into a war which will tank us economically, right? I mean, look how much we sustained and lost in Afghanistan. $85 billion worth of equipment and stuff like that. So if you understand really what the globalists want, that will help you understand the course of action we should take and we shouldn't take. Okay? And um, that becomes the overriding theme that you've got to keep in mind when you're studying this and understanding that. Now, Russia's not a friend either. Russia, that guy's crazy, right? Putin's nuts. But you've got to be real careful about what's happening in Ukraine because they're sucking us in to this. They want us involved. Soros and all these guys know that America has to get destroyed economically and then switches to a digital currency. 
going into war could do that, especially with a Russia. Again, this is all theory, but my whole point is to understand this from a biblical level, where does this go? Okay, You have to understand where it goes biblically so you can see the, the bird's eye view above all of it. Don't get caught up in all the minutia that's going on. Why is all the media making this guy a hero? Why? Why are there fake pictures coming out of the Ukraine? Now, in the end of his video to Congress, he showed this, this heartbreaking scene of all the tragedy and stuff that's going on in Ukraine. It was an emotional draw to Congress, right? You guys got to do something. You got to get involved. We got to do it. We got to get involved. And... um I don't know. I don't know if the globalists are going to be able to to stop Putin without us. I don't know. I don't know. And we're getting more and more pressure to get involved. It's hard. It's a hard one to call. I don't want to make any statements or declarations, but um, when I see all the hands that are involved, and I look at this biblically, um, man, there's some nefarious things that if we get sucked into this they could damage us really bad really bad economically um i don't know and i don't know what the puppet master behind biden what they will tell them to do uh because biden's part of the globalist uh group but i don't know it's something worth seeing yeah go ahead richard so where does the u.n have a role in this (laughs) yeah good question um I'm not quite sure. Um, the UN typically are globalists, typically want, you know, Agenda 21, Agenda 30. So really the Great Reset is the new name for Agenda 30. So they would, I would imagine that most of the UN would be on board um, on this. They're having a bit of a problem because China seems to be allying with Russia, and they don't like that. They're trying to create this Eurasia type of cooperation. And I think India, too, or something like that, popped its head up. And so you have a, really what's going on globally, you have an East versus the West going on right now, right? And um, and so there's some major implications biblically because, remember, going back to Daniel's statue, the Eastern leg was centered in Russia, and is currently centered in Russia. The Western leg centered in Western Europe and the young lines of Tarsus, which would be us and Canada and other people. And you're now having a battle between the two legs of Daniel's man. The question will be who ends up winning, which leg wins, right? You have Russian nationalism, China, perhaps India together, but then the Western leg wants globalism. So you can already tell who wins on this, can't you? That the overall uh, overall setting is globalism wins in all of this somehow. And at the same time, the United States is taken down. At the same time. And so, it, it, again, I, I don't want you to freak out that, like, okay, the United States doesn't exist. It will exist. But we will be like a third, second world country. We won't be a leader anymore in the, the, the international community. We're going to be cut down because our economy gets messed up, apparently. 
So anyway, we just keep watching this, and um, this is very interesting. This is the eve of Purim. Remember? Today is the eve of Purim. Guess what's happening right now? On this eve, a signed agreement re resurrecting the Iran deal is about to be signed. On this day, on Purim, the eve of Purim. It'll be signed probably tomorrow on Purim. And what does it mean? Think about this. They're meeting in France right now. Raphael Grossi, the director of general of the International Atomic Energy, said in an interview in France 24 on Tuesday that as long as Russia receives written guarantees from the U.S. that its demands will be met, all of the involved parties are on the verge of finalizing an agreement on the recent talks being held in Vienna. As one of the parties in the deal, Russia demanded that a condition for signing would be removing the sanctions placed on them due to the Russian invasion of Ukraine. We're doing a deal right now with Iran, and Russia's mitigating it. They're involved in saying, look, we're going to be on board, but you've got to remove the sanctions on us to make this deal happen with Iran. I know this is hard to read, but I tried to fit it all in there. We need guarantees. This is the Russians. We need guarantees that sanctions over Ukraine will not affect in any way the regime of, uh, of trade, economic, and investment ties set out in the JCPOA on Iran's nuclear program. This is what the Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov said. We ask our American colleagues, because they are running the whole show here, to give us guarantees in writing, at least at the level of Secretary of State, that the current process launched by the U.S. will not impinge in any way on our free, full-scale trade, economic investment, military technical cooperation with the Islamic Republic of Iran. Are you confused? I thought we were on the globalist side. But if we make a deal with Iran, we got to loosen the sanctions on Russia at the same time in order to get the Iranian deal, and then we can't, we can't get involved in trade, economic, investment, military cooperation with the Islamic Republic of Iran. Okay, then what's the end result that if they go nuclear, what did Iran wants, want to do? Eliminate these guys, the Israelis. That's what this is all about. Iran wants to, to destroy Israel. And Russia is working with Iran, and yet we're partnering with them and Russia and making Iran a nuclear problem, a threat to Israel. Hence, the setup of the Gog of Magog is happening right before your very eyes. Not only what's going on in Europe with Ukraine and Russia, but what's going down in the Middle East, and it all comes back to Israel. Eventually, Putin will turn on Israel, and he will have Iran with him. That's the player. Turkey, Libya, Sudan, and Ethiopia will play a part in this, and they will attack Israel and try to wipe her out. So, And yet, the United States is in the middle of all this. Our government is working with the Russians to get this Ukraine, uh, sorry, this uh, Iranian deal going on. At the same time, we're being trying to, they try to draw us into World War III. 
Does that make sense? It's crazy, absolutely crazy what's happening. But prophetically, it makes sense because you know where this ends. They're going to wipe they're going to try to wipe out the Jewish people. And what does God do in that? He destroys them. He destroys Putin. He destroys his army. He destroys the Iranians. Destroys Turkey. Destroys Libya. He destroys them. All their armies are wiped out. Completely wiped out. Israel goes into a burning of weapons for seven years. They clean up the bodies for seven months. But when you eliminate Russia, Iran, Turkey, Libya, Sudan, and Ethiopia, who do you have left then to prevent the globalists from taking over? They're all gone. They're all gone. Instant globalism at that point. There's no one to hold it back. There's no one to hold it back. And you go right into globalism. And what does that do? That then sets up what's going to happen in the tribulation, and out of that globalism will rise the little horn, the Antichrist. And you're this close as you're seeing the players and the chess piece get set up. Now, we don't know how long it is. That's the only thing. We don't know how long this is. But my goodness, could you ever imagine America being pulled into making an Iranian deal with Moscow, brokering the deal? And us complying with Moscow? Wow. You think they would have tried this with Trump? Nope. Nope. But Biden's a globalist, and the puppet masters are globalists, and so they're having their way, their way with the, Ameri- the, the American system right now. That's what's happening. Okay, saw hands. Where are we at? One quick question, or one quick comment. You have to take this back 50 years to the 70s and the 60s, and Hal Lindsey's book, The Late Great, Great Planet, Planet Earth. Earth. Yeah. That's the start of this. Yeah. He's the one that un- un- uncovered all of this, yeah. or was part of that group. So from that standpoint is where we see what we have today. Yeah, so now it, it started. they started uncovering the, the setup over there uh, with, gosh, what, what was it, the late 70s, or when, that, when did that book come out? Yeah. I got Rory over here. So with this deal being set up with Iran, does this push Israel possibly into more of a um, preemptive mode in the, the Psalm 83 play? <laughs> yeah, you're, you're tracking, man. Israel's not going to take this setting, sitting down. That's for sure. Now, the funny thing is Israel's trying to broker a deal with Russia. They just went up there, what, last week and met with Russia, uh, met with Putin for two hours. Remember that? On Sabbath. And so they're trying to play it cool with Russia. But as you can see, the Bible predicts that eventually Israel will be alone. There will be no nation supporting Israel, right? Well, Israel has already taken that into account and saying, look, man, we realize now what America won't do. They're not going to back us up. We're on, they've already said we're on our own, okay? And Israel, you've got to understand, has what we call the Samson option. What's the Samson, Samson option? What, what did Samson do at the end of his life? In order to destroy his enemies, he destroyed himself. So Israel's military has what they call the Samson option. 
You won't be able to destroy us. We'll destroy you before you destroy us, and we'll destroy ourselves in the process of protecting ourselves if we have to. So you're right, Rory. This sets them up to saying, okay, big boy, America's not behind us. You're setting up Iran. We're going to have to do something about this, which could lead into Psalm 83 and the destruction of Damascus and the whole thing just going haywire. Uh, so I think it sets that up too, this all-Arab invasion. Doc. Praise God, your redemption draws nigh. Yes, right. Amen. <laughs> we, that means that we're getting closer to seeing the Lord in that regard, right? When uh, everything the Lord said is now lining up. It's perfect. Just like he said. Now, if you just looked at this without biblical lenses, you wouldn't know where you're at. This would be very confusing. You would say, I don't understand this. But now it makes sense, right? It's all lined up. And so you're in the middle of a drama. You're watching this play out. Now, okay, because of that, what are you supposed to do with it? Well, I'm going to go home, curl up in a ball, suck my thumb, and put on white sheets and wait. No, 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 no. You've got to get the truth out now. You've got to get as many people on the rescue boat as you possibly can because the time is drawing near. Your redemption draws near, right? As, as Dr. Mensik said. A couple more things real quick. If you're at this point trusting the public schools, you're out of your mind. Okay? You're just out of your mind. Because even the Florida bill that DeSantis is trying to run up, he's getting all kinds of opposition, right? And basically what it gives parents control over what's being taught to their kids, and they better get permission, right? And, you know, what the schools are doing is keeping this information, telling the kids at a young age, kindergarten age, preschool, you could be gay, you're not a girl, you're a guy, you're not a boy, you're a girl. Uh, all this junk without parental notification. And so Florida's bill, that's what's happening in Florida, but it's a, it's a big thing, is would make that illegal, that a teacher couldn't do that. A school couldn't do that. And this is what's happening. The schools are indoctrinating our kids with the LGBT agenda and transgender ideologies, and it's not stopping. And they're normalizing all these these crazy sexual behaviors and not telling the parents. I'm telling you, um, I think it's time that we make the notification out this is a dangerous place now in the public schools. At, even at the elementary level, this is very dangerous. And I can tell you, these a lot of these teachers, there's good teachers, don't get me wrong, a lot of these teachers are Hades bent on getting this to the kids. They think it's their mission to do this. They think they're doing a good thing. It's crazy, I know. <clears throat> and I'm locked up. I'm having all kinds of technical problems here tonight. Wow. I can't believe I'm having this problem. Sorry, we have uh, gremlins tonight. And I don't understand why. There we go. So now Disney employees are planning a major walkout on Disneyland because Disney was too slow not to support the bill. So they're having a walkout with with all their 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 workers because the workers want our kids to be groomed for the LGBT agenda. 
do they? Yeah, it, it, it. Disney World. And so Disney reneged, and oh, we're so sorry. We're going to give uh, five billion, five million dollars to whatever LGBT m- movement or the Human Rights Club or whatever it was. We're so sorry because they got pressured because they were too slow. Now here's what's oops. What in the world? What is happening? Okay. So here's another thing going on in the church. Angle, get this. Anglican organist fornicates with another man, and he's shocked that his church said he must repent. And so he files a complaint on the church. Did you hear that? It's abnormal now that the church would ask him to repent. That's abnormal now. So we're going to file complaints against two fornicating organists or whatever it is. And What? This is the church. Sad, isn't it? Did you think the church would end like this? No, you, could, you couldn't imagine it, could you? But it is ending like this. Where, where are we going? Okay, let's get a mic. I just finished a book by Dr. David Jeremiah, which I'd asked you about, said, where do we go from here? And in part of it, they were talking about the cancel culture. This mega, mega church in Atlanta who gives $800,000 yearly to the public schools running buildings like you did to use for the church. They created a clinic for the homeless, a shelters for the homeless. One of the pastors just put a like on some conservative comment, and a young girl made a comment, says, I don't like that. I think he's racist. They shut him down, kicked him out of the schools, closed his clinics, and closed his uh, centers for the homeless. And he was giving millions of dollars to the homeless and poor. And that's the thing. Because one person felt offended. Because someone's offended. And that's the thing you start realizing is they're so loyal to their narrative, they don't even care if they they slice their own throats. They they, they don't even care to lose money. It's, It's right. And so now you realize it's a religion now. But... This is the face of the church at the end. Where am I at? Am I right? Okay. Another thing I want to point out, many churches now are using satanic enneagram to disciple people. I don't know if you've heard the enneagram. It's a personality test that these churches are giving people. And basically, it's not from Scripture. It's actually from ancient occultism. And uh, it came from the writings of, if I can say it, pronounce, pronounce it right, Ospen. Pinsky, a Russian occultist, and basically it's a personality test with roots in the occult. I just want to warn you about that. And if you hear people come to you, Christians saying, hey, my church is doing the Enneagram, man, it's really fascinating. It's from the occult. Oh, my land. You don't do that. Um, Straight from the occult. So that's an issue. So anyway, with that being said, I got to wrap things up. We're going to do some questions. Yeah, the Enneagram is huge, Brandon. Like, yes. I, I remember when I lived in Colorado, the, all the big churches were doing this. And like, um, I think it's Sandals. Um, they, they, I mean, the, the pastor did a whole thing on it, a whole series on it. So it's, this is a huge thing. And there's a ton of books out on it. And churches are totally bought into this. So it's a big deal. It is a big deal. And it's um, it's something you need to be aware of because you'll hear you'll probably hear about it from a local church or a Christian go, uh, practicing it here locally, and you're going to have to tell them, hey man, that's from straight from the occult. That's bad stuff. Now, with that being said, I will say this: 
Um, when you talk about this stuff to other Christians, you're going to get pushback, okay? Because they're going to they're they're going to they're going to be practicing it, and they're gonna, you're going to make them look foolish, and you're going to do it out of love, and you're going to do it out of gentleness, but you're going to do it with truth, and you say, hey, man, that's from the occult, and they're going to get highly offended at you, okay? They're going to say all kinds of names about you, but here's the thing. In this last days, your job is to get this truth out, and you do it with gentleness, respect, and love, but you've got to get the truth out. You've got to say it now. And, and you will be considered unloving. But giving the truth to somebody is the most loving thing you actually can do for somebody. You know, there's, there's local churches here. You've you got to hear what they say about us. You just got to hear it. That, that uh, we're some fundamentalist church. I'll take that as a compliment. That, we're, that I'm some right-wing lunatic. And these are other Christians, other pastors saying that here locally. And that's they're, they're the ones not teaching the Bible. They're the ones uh, shutting their churches down for a year and a half. They're the ones complying with government. So I expect that, and that's okay. It's actually a compliment coming from wokeism. Okay? So if, woke, if you're on the wrong side of wokeism, that's actually a good thing. But I want to tell you this, that you are going to get the pushback. Please understand, that's part of the game. And you've got to be willing to take it. Let them call you all kinds of names. Oh, you're a Bible thumper, fundamentalist, whatever. Whatever, dude. I teach the Bible. You teach the Bible. You tell the truth. And don't let them back you down. Because Dr. Mensink said, our redemption's drawing near. There's not much time. As you can see, things going down. The issue is urgency. Don't let the distractors and detractors keep you from telling the truth. You've got to get it out there, and you've got to do it now. No more waiting. Get off the sidelines, jump in the tank, and start swimming. And if you can do that, you're going to hear, well done, good and faithful servant at the end of this, okay? All right, let's pray. Father, thank you, Lord, for what we can learn tonight, spiritual warfare, and then even the current events. My goodness, Lord, everything's fallen into place just like you said it's absolutely incredible down to the wire things that you said 2500 years ago father are now coming to fruition in our very face but we know it brings great responsibilities so help us be diligent to do what you've called us to do get that truth out do it in love thanks for joining us for another episode of the anchor bible study podcast We hope that this lesson is a blessing to you and helps grow you towards a more mature understanding of God's Word. Rock Harbor Church has another podcast called Anchor Sunday Sermons, and it's filled with past and present messages in Revelation, Genesis, and Exodus. If you enjoyed this message and would like to hear it, please check the description of this episode or search your favorite podcast streaming services for the Anchor Sunday Sermons. Support for both of our podcasts comes from your generous gifts and donations. For more information about our ministry, we invite you to check out our website, rockharborchurch.net. Until next time, remember, keep looking up, for our redemption draws nearer.